Thank you for downloading this episode of Fun Employment Radio. Just a reminder that our Fun Employment Radio bingo night is May 11th at the Landmark Saloon with our fine sponsors Bridgeport Brewing and Milagro Tequila. Find out more information at their websites and see it on the 11th. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. My mind is blown, man. I don't know. It's kind of oh it's my kind God. of weird. I do. I feel like uh, like I've been doing like calisthenics uh-huh. inside of my brain, and it feels a little strange. Well, we've always talked about how probably both of us are just one little slip away from going insane. Oh yeah, like we're 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 at uh, if they're one one bad day away from going crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's always pretty close, and uh, I feel like maybe I'm a little bit closer now. But maybe not. You maybe seem it's like a better way. I think uh, like yesterday I was super on edge. I will totally give you that. But today I think like you're closer to the breaking point. That's not how you tell somebody not to go crazy. Oh yeah, whoops. <laughs> you're, you're about ready to go over the edge, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can down, see it. Buddy. You're teetering, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. And uh, first off, big thank you to everybody who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Amazon link oh boy, for howdy. all of your online shopping needs all and desires your and your wants and your pleasures. Whatever Don't say it pleasures is that you want to do. Why do you slow down when you say pleasure? Website, so it like makes it even creepier. Click on funemploymentradio.com and then click and on get that your Amazon. Pleasures. It could be the middle of the night and you wake up and you're like, ooh, I need to go shopping. I'm going to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. That's going to be for our late night ads. I'm working on it. It's a workshop. Yeah, it's it needs to be. Worked it needs to punch up. It needs to be punched up a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, <laughs> joining us here in a little bit too, because this is the start of Bridgetown Comedy Festival Week, yes. which is a huge week here for us at Fun Employment Radio and for comedy in general and the city of Portland. And the festival technically starts next next week, but we're already bringing in comedians from the festival, which is great. We're gonna have tons of interviews over the next week. Follow along with everything. Follow us on Twitter at Fun Imp Radio and. Uh, Earlier this morning, we had comedian Shane Moss in, and that's kind of what we were referencing at the beginning of the show. Um, Shane gave us a huge education in psychedelic drugs, which I'm honestly grateful for. So I guess if you do, because I know some people uh, do listen with like the younger kids. If you, I, I don't know if you have any like hesitations talking about this is good. There's a lot of talk about drugs. So if that's any concern of yours. Do you yours, really think that people are letting their kids listen to our show and are concerned with that? I don't know. People get concerned about weird shit. I'm just saying. If you have your – A, your kids are awesome if they're listening to our show. Yeah. We're going to talk about drugs. And No, I don't know. I'm, I guess, yeah. You're, are you really giving a warning about it? I was it? just giving like just a subtle – just like, hey, we're just going to talk a lot of – because it makes drugs sound super enticing. So I'm letting them know. <laughs> like, you may want to do drugs. Maybe they have their teenager listening. <laughs> and they're just like, well, fuck. I want to do psychedelics now. <laughs> I'm just saying okay. I was just giving a warning because it makes drugs sound awesome. OK. All right. I, now I see where you're going with it. Yes. OK. Well, you no, may want to do drugs. It wasn't like drug. a warning story. It was like, a, oh, shit. Get your hands on it as many, as many as you possibly can. I don't blow it radio. You want to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Let's do drugs. Shane's going to be at Bridgetown Comedy Festival. And so we'll be playing that interview. I think interview. we all got a contact high from being around him. Probably. <laughs> uh, so we'll be playing that here in just a little bit on the show. But first, before we do that, we need Uh-oh. to bring in a very special guest who hasn't been here for a while. Oh, I haven't heard this intro sucks for so long. 
Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now here on Fun Employment Radio, the slightly less itchy, Kenny B. Oh, how I miss that nickname of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny B. Lovely name. Have I I gotten past that yet? Do do I have earned the right to not be called that anymore? Well, see, now that you're being a baby about it, like now it's sticking. Kenny Baby, that's what it stands for? (laughs) Now it's Kenny Baby. (laughs) Kenny Bitch. (laughs) You weren't such a baby about it, Kenny. (laughs) I didn't realize it was a thing. Like, if you had just not addressed it, then it would have just gone away. I got that name. It was because. We had to give you a nickname, right? Right, and that was the one I said I didn't want. (laughs) That's the problem. I don't care what you call me, just don't call me Kenny B. (laughs) And, of course, that's what stuck. Awesome. Great to be back. The best part is the B means nothing, too. It means nothing. (laughs) Should we call you Kenneth? No, it's my middle initial is B. Oh, is it Kenneth now? Yeah, he's Kenneth. He's maturing. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up before our eyes. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth. (laughs) This is Kenneth here. Ooh, that does does sound very classy. I'm like, uh, you need to speak to Kenneth about booking. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Our booker, Kenneth. Uh, Our booker, we'll Kenneth, will get a hold of take you. Take care of that. Okay, so would you prefer Kenneth or Kenny B? I'd, how about just my first Kenneth and last? Kenneth B. How about just my first and last name? Are you willing that? to give out your last name on the air? I don't give a shit. I work on a pot farm now. <laughs> I don't care. I've, I've given up. Changed, man. I've given up, I've man. I've seen shit. <laughs> shit has gone down. All right, well, Kenneth Sessler re- joining us now. On yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Sessler. Kenneth Sessler. You sound like you're a, like a uh, studio musician. For like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay, like yeah. We're, we're bringing in <laughs> yeah. sexy sax. A few people to spruce it up. We've got uh, our keyboardist <laughs> Kenneth Sessler. Yeah. He's going to be here. And he's really good at that. Kenneth the... Sessler plays the sax. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Real good rhythm. Real good. <laughs> um, so, so uh, Kenny. Though I did say slightly less itchy, and there's a lot. People mm. are already streaming in their questions for you. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about what's happened? Oh, yeah, I absolutely. didn't even clarify that. I am first, an open but... book, Greg. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kenny, you do work on a pot farm now. I do. And yes, I do. Working, I, keeps, Which, like, Spinal Tap Sex Farm keeps getting into my head. You know, on a pot, pot farm. farm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, pot is legal here in Oregon. So That's right. So we've got fields of it growing. And so what, and what exactly do acres. you do out there? Do you walk around with a gun and, like, camo? Or, yeah. Oh, uh, like in uh, – what what's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? The, uh, the, the, the beach. The beach. The beach, the beach yeah. Yeah, yeah. where you and patrol. Protect, protect our crop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, I am. I am uh, technically the um, system superintendent. What? Okay, and it's very professional. Um, I just do all the handle all the construction and systems stuff, and making sure all the equipment stays up and running and, gotcha. and works and operates, and build the greenhouses and mm-hmm. maintain the tractor and the balls you know, and things like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny that like. Because you say that you say you work on a pot farm, and people are like, because there's so many people getting into this that are just. Stoner idiots and yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna grow some pot, man. But no, this is like a legitimate functioning farm. It's a legitimate like operation. So yeah, man. I mean, yeah. they even give you like a fancy name. And Kenny yeah. even has, this, excuse me, Kenneth uh, even has fancy like business cards. Fancy business cards. Yeah, they're like a, they're like a quarter yeah. of an inch thick. Like he gave that thing to me. It wouldn't even fit in my wallet. It's heavy. I know. Yeah. You're very grown up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this new Kenneth Sessler is just like Kenneth Sessler. Kenneth Sessler. <laughs> <laughs> now it's kind of like a late night DJ or something like that. 
All right. So you're here with Kenneth Sessler. Well, I wish you would have told us how much you dislike the nickname (laughs) Kenny G before you came back on for the first time in a while because then we could have just Kenny's always told us he doesn't like it. I know, but we would have phased it out, but now we would think about it. No. I'm trying to be (laughs) kind. Not if you had said Mm -hmm. no. If you had said no, don't call me that. I mean, that was like when uh, mm -hmm. Tristan's sister Heather told everyone to be nice to him. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) And then. That's why nobody's ever nice to Tristan. Be nice to Tristan. Be nice to Tristan. Be nice to him. Um, (laughs) It backfired just like – But let's talk about the itchiness that came about from working on this uh, pot farm. Well, do you want a summing up of where I've been for the last forever? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I quit my job. I was a technical writer and it was boring me out of my mind and I just decided to up and quit and get into construction because I like that kind of stuff. And the first day I showed up on the job, the guy who got me the job – I came to his house and he was snorting a line of Vicodin. <laughs> and uh, within – That's somebody you want to be on a roof with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's go play with some power tools. Speaking of drugs, it's going to be a drug-heavy show. Um, <laughs> and uh, so within a month of starting that, he was in rehab. One of the guys on our crew had died of a heroin overdose. Oh, my lord. And <sighs> our boss was shutting down his company and closing the doors. And so <laughs> it was uh, quite the forte into the uh, – Wonderful industry of construction. So that's, that's one of those things when life is telling you this path is closing. Yeah, <laughs> go a different a direction. Bad decision <laughs> yes. you've made. Quit your job with benefits and vacation and go yeah. work for idiot contractors. So I've been working for like idiot contractors for the last year who have been paying me few and far between, and um, it's been just a crazy experience. And it just so happened I got lucky, and a friend of mine started this weed farm and they needed someone that had construction type experience and my knowledge base if you will and it just so happened to work out and i'm i can't even believe that like i had just happened to quit my job a year ago and within the last couple months started this thing and it's it's just been really awesome actually that's cool so yeah it's 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 like a perfect fit for me yeah it seems like it'd be right up your alley yeah it's a lot of fun i'm so glad that things are going well for you yes they were yeah, going well. let's um, let's talk about what happened. Oh yeah, because everybody wants to hear from. They don't want to hear good things from me. No, I mean yeah. like this was the, that was the uptick. Yeah. Now right. let's get back to the Kenny the fall. Yes, <laughs> that was Kenneth. Now let's talk about Kenny B. <laughs> let's get back to Kenny B. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, here he comes. Ah uh, yes, the smooth sounds of the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yes. You're here with Kenneth Sessler <laughs> on Fun and Blimmin Radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll just so put that in with all the liners from, you know, like the famous people. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this guy? This <laughs> is Kenneth. <laughs> oh my God. All we right. should just play that when we have other people in and then just then not tell them who he is. Like, oh, he's oh, yeah. huge. I can't believe you haven't heard of Kenneth. You, of Kenneth you mean like our portrait of Scott Daly in the <laughs> other room? <laughs> Next to Lady Gaga and, <laughs> and Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> and Worf. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the Kenning. Uh, yeah, so I um, uh, with it, it's a large property. There's like 20 acres plus, and there's a lot of it that's forested. And we were just kind of like exploring the forested area. And uh, I didn't shower. I didn't like change my clothes all day. And I came home and I just went to bed because I was tired. Yeah. And within a couple of days, head to toe, literally poison oak oh. all over my body. And I mean, all over my body. Because it had been spreading because it spreads once it's on your right. skin. You get the oil on your skin and in your clothes and oh. like every time you touch those clothes, it spreads. And I've, I've, I was telling you guys before the show, I've been in the forest doing stuff 
in forest, you know, hiking and stuff all my life, camping, and yeah. I've never gotten poison oak. It's the and, first time I've ever gotten it. And that's the same with me because I, I mean, I went all through the woods. I mean, I grew up out in the country, and there was poison oak all around. I'm surely I ran into it at some point, but I, I don't recall ever getting it, and I don't know whether that was because I got it and I developed like some kind of mm-hmm. immunity to it, or maybe I, maybe I didn't rub on it as much as I yeah. thought I did. Well, I didn't take that out of context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about rubbing. Um, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. It, because I wasn't like, I wasn't like trouncing through a bunch of underbrush or anything. I was just, just dancing kind of, through the daisies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of walking through, and it wasn't like super dense brush, and it was fairly uh, sunlit. So typically, it tends to be in shaded areas and stuff like that. And so I just didn't even think about it. Like I thought I'd had some, like because I've been under a lot of stress. I thought it was just like some crazy stress, oh, like a stress, yeah. hive? stress rash yeah. hive, or I, I'd gotten a, you know, a laundry detergent or something was. So I, w- I had to go to urgent care and they were like, no, 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 this is poison oak. And they put me on this massive dose of steroids. And so for like the last two weeks and these – they didn't tell me that these drugs would make me so sick. I've just been like – as soon as I take them within 20 minutes, I'm just like vomiting my guts Yeah, you look out. super Ugh. thin by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Looking been, good, buddy. <laughs> I've been working out yeah, right. over my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it was brutal. Brutal, just uh, but now it's passed and you're it's feeling passed. better. It's, the rashes have subsided. I'm on a much lower dose of steroids now, and I can actually drink beer. I couldn't drink before. Um, I did. I tried, and I uh, got violently ill and uh, blacked out. It was a good no. time. Yeah. But so what you're saying is that you are now prepared to drink beer with us next week now at Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I had to put my liver through a real test these yeah. last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Just really, I thought I'd just dose myself up on some steroids and get my liver all – Get all roided get out, bro. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get all swole, up. bro. And then uh, now I'm ready to party. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, and also – so I have to ask this because everybody is asking. Mm. Kenny, are you still with your girlfriend? Yes, I am. Yes, I knew the answer, but Lovely. I wanted you to say it. We just got um, – uh, we just adopted a couple kitties. Nice. We, we, our, our other three cats have passed away in the last Some couple kiddish. of years. Mm, but you've got we two brother kitties. Two, two brothers, two uh, orphaned brothers. And uh, I'm pretty sure that um, they have a taste for human flesh. OK. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's nice. Um, so we adopted them and as we were – we got the one first. Uh, we went to uh, the shelter. And uh, we like instantly fell in love with this cat. And as we were hanging out in the room, like having the meet and greet or whatever, the lady was like, "So this is his backstory. So he comes from Kansas, and he has a was a part of a big family of cats who were living in a what she described as a shack with a a homeless man. <laughs> but he wasn't homeless because he had a shack. Yeah, but that's a man, kind of rude. A, a, a man, shack, he had a, a shack sh- man. Yeah, he's a yeah. shack man yeah. living with a shack man who um, was murdered. Oh God! Yeah, and the cats were eating him. Were they didn't say that explicitly, oh, but Kenny. it was implied that they were left alone with the murdered man in the shack for an unspecified amount oh, of time. Oh wow, Kenny! And so They're, I mean, we've all heard the stories. You know what happens? Yeah, they, they ate the shack man. Take, yeah. They ate the shack man. If you sleep too long, the cattle start eating you. Yeah, and they're very, very affectionate cats. <laughs> <laughs> they're very sweet. Um, they got a taste. But they are crazy about food because, you know, they've got this this trauma. God bless them. They've got this trauma in their life. And so, you know, if there's any food around at all, like they will – like we've had to put – we've had to tie the cupboards closed because they will – 
pry the cupboards open and pull things out of the cupboards and eat them. Wow. Like that's how ravenous they are. And so like I'm like I'm like we're we're closing the bedroom door at night. Like I'm not sleeping. No. I'm not sleeping uh-uh. with these cats like uh-uh. coming in the bedroom. Like wake oh, up and your toes and just feel like, like my girlfriend's like you're being ridiculous. I'm like no, they have they have tasted the they flesh have of eaten. a human. They know what it's a like. Bo- a dead human yes. body. Oh. They know what's on your insides I'm and they've sleeping tasted on the couch. It. I'm sleeping in a locked bedroom <laughs> where these cats are not at. So yeah, that's I'm, I'm oh living God, so with. You're genuinely like terrified about your flesh eating cats. cats. They're very nice. I just, uh, you know, I, I have to be conscious around them. You know, yeah, and be aware. Yeah, of what's happening? Yeah, I'm living with wild animals. They may well, try to eat you. Next week's going to be fun because Kenny is just starting to try to drink, and it's Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and hey, he's probably going to pass out on his couch a lot. Possibly go wrong. So let's <laughs> each day next week we'll, we'll find out what piece of cat Kenny ate my finger. <laughs> I need you guys to um, house it for me. Uh, for, like, yeah. Crazy cats. Yeah. Uh, Come oh, on. my God. All right. Well, this is a perfect uh, lead into our interview with Shane. So let's yes. go to that. Yeah, let's play that. So Shane Shane Moss, uh, the first of a bunch of interviews we're going to be having here for Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Shane is fantastic at Shane Comedy. And, uh, this wasn't even so much an interview as it was just like a, a – It's a, an like, education it's an section. Exploration. Yeah, an exploration yeah. of like consciousness. Yeah. It Prepare was really cool. to open your mind. Open yeah, seriously. Your mind. Open your mind, okay. Quaid. Two weeks. Quaid. Sarah's uh, shaking no. Because I was trying to play the knobs. Because you're wasting time because uh, you're not going to be able to figure mind. it out. See, he never can figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't get it to work. Exactly. All right, here we go. Shane Moss on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. And I just want to say right now, I have the honor of introducing to you right we now. We have the honor, Greg. We have the honor. Don't take it away from me. Okay, we can both share this honor Okay, of introducing a fabulous person, incredibly hilarious. Uh, uh, one super of the popular, by the very way. Very popular, probably one of the most popular people I have ever met in my life. <laughs> and I just want you all to know right now that you are a better person for getting to hear this as we are here in studio. And uh, what was, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm getting notes. I'm sorry. Oh, beloved. I did beloved. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Shane Moss joining us. Hello, Shane. Will you please uh, give, him, give him that piece of paper? Yeah, I want that. I want to frame that piece of paper that says beloved <laughs> on it. I'm going to look at it every day. Shane, no matter how you feel right now, no matter how many setbacks you've had, day in. In day out, no matter how much your parents and other loved ones are concerned about you, just remember, you are beloved. <laughs> no, it's going to be both beloved and beloved. Or is it just be- I like beloved. It has more beloved. of a, a tenderness to it. Beloved. Did I just make up a word? Is that what happened? I like beloved. Beloved's I think good. I think it could be yeah. both. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it sounds classier. Mm-hmm. I just didn't read it correctly. It says beloved, <laughs> but um, now you can frame that. You are though. beloved and beloved. I'm going You're to put yes, beloved. <laughs> You're beloved and beloved. <laughs> well, Shane, welcome. I don't to the show. need. I don't need this you don't. affirmation. You don't. No, you feel no. Good? It's you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I got into comedy because I was like a really sound person mentally <laughs> and psychologically. And I don't need any of your attention or validation. None of you. Everything's great. I don't need any of you to tweet at me to tell me how funny I was. I don't need any of that crap. I don't even pay attention to no, it. No. I would never. Now, Shane, we know about you because, of course, your amazing comedy and popularity. But also, you always have the best 
posters and like best imagery for like every oh. event and thing that you do. Because I'm like, I've never gotten that. Yeah, when we were having you on, I'm like Shane. I'm like he's the one that always has those really fucking cool uh, like psychedelic yeah. images and everything. Yeah, I've been super lucky. So the the uh, the guy that edits um, and produces my podcast here we are mm-hmm. um, made me some uh, is a, like a fantastic. Uh, his name's Ramin Nazer, and he's a fantastic comic book maker and he makes this like really kind of absurdist like overly simplified like really raw uh, really interesting bizarre uh some of his stuff you're like that's genius and then other of his stuff is like i don't get it but i'm <laughs> guessing it's genius <laughs> it is also genius <laughs> and uh and so he does some stuff for me and then one day I did a podcast at a at a dude's house and his uh, roommate at the time did um did uh, what do they call like the not visual art what what's like the very pretentious term for like the the new um, like uh, digital art stuff um, visual art I think yeah, like uh, visual or, artist, or, or digital vis- artist it, did, or digital it, there, yeah, there's I don't something know. like really it, so. Something so it's, it's like what they do with uh, DreamWorks where they have like the pad and then they sketch things. Okay, and, I've seen those, yeah. And um, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I was like, can you make me some things? <laughs> and so my podcast logo was actually – the Here We Are podcast logo is based off of a, uh, uh, off of a DMT trip that I had. And then I started doing a show about um, DMT, and then I had him make a separate one with like a portrait of me with a DMT molecule in it. And it looks so bad. It looks a little too badass, actually. <laughs> like it is see, a pretty amazing. Well, that's a different. Uh, different that's one? the Here We Are one. There's oh, a, there's I'm sorry. one that's um, DMT specific. Maybe put Shane Moss DMT in, um, which and which I want to talk yeah, about that got, because I just found out what questions. that was. Go to images, it, and it's. It's this fucking amazing. Am I allowed to swear? You can, there, oh, it yeah. there it is, right there. Oh wow! So it's this amazing is it the portrait, one with you in white in the in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but it looks like a heavenly sort of thing. It does, and I don't care looks, for that. It Looks kind of like culty. Like I, 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 I know. I told him I'm like, you got to switch it around rather than having it going from like the light coming behind my head to like darkness in front. Yeah, like the darkness coming. Join Shane on his. The, Journey. Yeah, it looks journey. a little too angelic. They really <laughs> handsome me up for that picture too. I feel, I, I feel like it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it it uh, it's it's not the most accurate representation. <laughs> but if you've done DMT, like the picture makes a lot of sense. If you haven't done DMT. And the picture just makes me think, uh, makes it look like I'm just some asshole that thinks I'm the Messiah. <laughs> or something. I love it both ways. Which though. is either way, both are equally <laughs> valid. <laughs> like I won't deny either one. I don't. You don't so, seem like an asshole. I'm just saying that. Well, well. So but we just met, though. That's true. Yeah, give it time. Um, so just before the show, before you got here, Kenny here was actually bringing up DMT, and Sarah and I honestly had no idea what it was. And then he started he started telling us about something about elves and like all kinds of things and I told yeah. him to wait and we wanted to ask you about it and see sure. if you could explain DMT. I've never heard of this before and it sounds utterly fascinating. 
Well, first off, drugs are bad, mm. and <laughs> they uh, they get the kids hooked, <laughs> and then um, and then the kids. What the kids do after they're hooked is they start murdering everybody <laughs> or become successful uh, comedians. So, <laughs> it goes one way or the other, either murder or comedy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's good to have that out there as yeah. a disclaimer. Just like you might very well murder lots of people um, <laughs> taking something that makes you see the afterlife and realize uh, that everything is uh, infinity and going to happen again and again. And then you're going to be like, oh, let me out of here. Maybe oh. if I murder people. Um, no, that's like, not really so a happens. strong murder warning should go on this. Episode. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I think psychedelics in general, which DMT is, is one of the more powerful ones, um, make make people uh, uh, pretty pretty passive. Yeah, I, I yeah. Say. This <laughs> isn't like bath salts or something like that. Yeah, and even the bath salt stuff is uh, is that overblown? Made up? Yeah, really. Uh, uh, if not completely made up, yeah. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, it's uh, – the main trouble with bath salts is they get passed off as MDMA mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so pure MDMA can be a really wonderful, uh, great experience. Okay. And, and um, I've never done bath salts. But um, I've heard that it can be comparable. But the problem is, is that um, MDMA – you can redose one time in a given night with like a half a dose that you had and you can extend this kind of uh, – for a lot of people, very therapeutic. Um, mm. Very, It's like a very lovey-dovey kind of wonderful drug. The problem is is that most uh, uh, people are taking these bath salts and passing them off as MDMA because people don't really know any better. Mm-hmm. And it's like not in, – in the right portions, it's not totally – different necessarily but you can kind of keep on doing it like cocaine or something like that where you can just take lines all night um mdma depletes the serotonin that's already in your head it doesn't like create more of it so once it's gone it's gone and if you take more you're just kind of creating problems for yourself huh and uh, so that's that's the real actual issue with bath salts. And then once in a while, someone eats somebody. Yeah, their face <laughs> <laughs> under, <laughs> under an overpass. <laughs> we put a murder warning on here. But that's, but that's like uh, that's like one out of a zillion times, and I'm not sure that there's actually been one time that that's happened. But you don't think that the face eating was because I of the bath salts? I don't think that there was bath salts involved in that. I think there's something else it's going crazy on. You're just but predisposed. I, I, be a First off, I, I, I don't know a fucking thing about pastels. <laughs> um, but, but you do but, know about MDMA. My That's fascinating. Is, yeah, my understanding is is that um, – well, I know bath salts get passed off as MDMA, and if they're able to do that, they must feel pretty fucking great. And then um, – I'm swearing so much on here. Uh, oh, it's then, okay. You can fucking swear all you want. And then um, I also know the stories that you hear about are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like um, – I've, I've heard things about it, but but, but it, it's – all of those things get – so if you go into – so say you go and die in a uh, car accident. Say you drink and drive tonight. You slam your car into something. You go into a hospital. They test your system for drugs and you have alcohol is going to show up. But then they're going to be – then they're also going to find, say, weed in your system. 
And when they find weed in your system, that is, they go, that is a, that's a check that marijuana caused that fatality, even mm. though you may not, may have smoked two weeks earlier or something like that. Gotcha. So all of these things are just incredibly, like, insane like the way that yeah. they're, uh, like, yeah. they're, 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 they're trying to put together a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because maybe um, they don't want to think that someone's going to snap and just eat someone's face because <laughs> there's no reason. <laughs> I mean, they were on something <laughs> yeah. for sure, but it was probably crack or something like that. Uh, that seems face-eating. Which were, uh, yeah, but, but even that is, is like... I don't associate face-eating with crack, though. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. face-picking. I, I think it's probably yeah. like... Who knows? I don't. I don't know a thing. Really, I shouldn't even talk anymore about the bath salts because I don't know a damn thing about them. Well, I want to know what you do know a damn thing about, which is DMT, yeah, which I, I didn't know, know was a DMT. thing. Yeah, until today. we just found out. Like we're just finding. Kenny out about told us this. a little bit about it, and I'm like, all right, I just I don't want to know yeah. anymore because I want to mm-hmm. learn about what this is. So, uh, so it's a drug that basically takes you to a different plane of existence. It's a disassociative. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, dimethyltryptamine which is what it's uh, DMT is short for, is in your brains already, and they're not sure what it's doing there. Some researchers think it's responsible for dreaming, which I kind of I buy into based on some uh, a few experiences. If you pull up DMT images, by the way, I'll be able to show you things that I've seen. Um, and But all of them are like, um, you know, a, a, good, a good little... Uh, representation of you even though i haven't seen some of these things i'm like oh i get it i mm. get how someone's seen something like that um and uh it, it also the main thing is the the really intriguing thing is that researchers think it gets released in high volumes right before you die so if people are lucky enough to be revived they have these stories of seeing god or spirits or whatever uh-huh. so anyhow you can smoke that and wow. um, <laughs> it is very matrixy. It's very like red pill, blue pill kind of moment. It will change the way you look at life for sure. Really? It will, so you uh, you take it and for then some people it's confusing. Did, do you instantly go into this state? state? Almost or? instantly. It you takes really? it takes uh, uh, through most common methods. It takes about three of the biggest hits you can possibly take, and the first uh-huh. hit is like. Pretty mild. The second hit is uh, disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's like a very scary, like, mushroom trip or something. Ugh. And then the third trip, you just blast through to this other. Um, yeah, it's like you pass through some sort of precipice or like a portal or something. Or something. Or? Yeah. And, and, um, and then it, it seems that you can navigate things once you're inside, too. There's often, like, doors. That you can open and go into what? and tunnels that you can go through. Sometimes there's people inviting you into – People uh, who look like people or people who look like uh, the look imagery like, that um, I'm looking at? Yeah, they look like entities, mm-hmm. people would say, which in in, in my thinking um, – so, so this purple woman here, um, as you're seeing, the reason why she's been bumped up so much in Google Images is because I talk about her a lot. She's uh, she's someone that I see um, quite often on DMT, and this, this guy that is made that this the woman painting, with the things coming out of her eyes. Uh, she's a purple woman that is this gypsy dancing lady. Oh, okay. Um, now, one question, uh, just real quick, just because uh, I heard that people see the same imagery. Yeah, <laughs> so this guy's in Turkey and smokes DMT and makes art based on his drawings. And when I saw this, it was just like, oh, he's seeing the exact same thing that I'm seeing. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's strange. But 
our brains are not that dissimilar from one mm. another's, yeah. and we have um, a lot of different. I mean, neuro, neuroscientists can tell you a lot about this area of the brain processes this. This area of the brain processes this. What psychedelics tend to do is artificially stimulate areas of the brain, so it's not uh, it's, it's not completely unlikely that. If you have a um, certain area artificially stimulated in one person and then the exact same area artificially stimulated in another person, that that might make them project some visual imagery into um, a uh, hallucination. The same way. It seems like – like when you smoke DMT, uh, you go into a different world and it seems like um, far more true and clear – than this world is, but again, I don't think that that's um, unusual if you're getting a privileged kind of insight into how your brain works. I think you're just kind of getting a, a raw bit of information. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking around this room right now, and as as uh, question. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, Kenny has a question. So a why lot. why don't you just ask a question? Yeah, oh, this weird. You're like you're doing Morse code over here in the corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's signing for the uh, hearing impaired. That are so I've people. heard a lot of people talk about it as like um, they think it's it's exterior to themselves, but yeah. you see it as more. It's it's really allowing you to explore your consciousness and inside your head, your own head. It's just allowing you to access those things that we normally can't. Well, that's the way that I think about it, but mm. I'm probably I'm probably biased because I'm big into science. I have a science podcast called yeah. Here We Are, and I interview yes, please listen to it. Evolutionary psychologists and biologists and whatnot about uh, why why we're here, why we behave the way that we do, and that sort of thing. And so I am exceptionally biased. So it depends on when you when you get me. If you, if you uh, if I were to smoke DMT in front of you right now, I'd pop out ten minutes later and be like, "All of this is a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw." I just saw everything that there is, and this is some weird other thing that's happening. Like, fuck you, that's fuck like you, I am fabricated out. thing. And then, like a couple of days after that, I'll be like, "Oh no, here's how the brain was making me think that." And and so, I mean, I don't think that we should take anything at face value. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we should take any of our perceptions at face value. Mm-hmm. And uh, a DMT is very symmetrical, and there's a lot of like fractals and geometry, and it seems like uh, it seems like how raw data would kind of be presented like in, in kind of raw, uh, more primitive levels of the brain until until it eventually works its way up to create this perception, which is like a rather silly thing, but it works for us. Interesting. It's, it's so interesting. So, it makes me what, uncomfortable to think about it, too. What it makes is, a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things that when you look up DMT, I, which I've been doing this morning, um, the machine elves thing. Yeah. What is that exactly? I haven't seen the machine elves, but okay. it's a thing that a lot of people see. So they're they're trying to make like a uh, DMT lexicon of the various things that uh, that people see. So you can have like a shorthand because articulating anything on DMT is completely insane. It, it's such a it's such an information download. It would be as if every time I opened, uh, I blinked and opened my eyes, I was in a different. Uh, like I open my eyes, I'm in the studio talking to you guys. Then I blink and open my eyes like as fast as I can. Now I'm like, you know, yeah, on the moon, and then I'm and then I'm under the ocean, and then I'm in some pyramid, and 
Um, and, and these are just metaphors because DMT doesn't look anything like anything on this world. Um, like when I say it's matrixy, it's way more matrixy than the matrix is because the matrix has like Keanu Reeves and shit that looks like this world. <laughs> yeah. DMT doesn't have anything that looks like this world. But have but, you ever seen Interstellar? Yes, it's one of my favorites. I mean, Christopher Nolan is yeah. One of, one so of the best when he when he's behind the ever. yeah, and I I really like that movie, and that too kind of gave me the feeling like how we're talking about was yeah, it kind of representative of that like when was, he's in that scene? Yeah, the the last the when he goes into yeah. the black hole, mm-hmm. may, maybe not maybe not the bookcases per se, but when he's when he's kind of flipping out of control yeah. into that world and trying to hold on and is like freaking out a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that it, sounded kind of like, like what you were explaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, it might be the mind's black hole that you're going into. I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's been like six months from now, or from the last time that I did, uh, six months since, since the last time I did DMT, because, which is the longest streak that I've ever gone since I started smoking DMT, because my last ones were so, um, profound and confusing uh they weren't well they were a little scary but uh but that's not what rattled me so much as just uh this one of the one of the big important things with psychedelics is integration and it's something that not a lot of people know about so you trip and then a lot of people go like well i finished that i tripped yesterday that's like that's really doing yourself a disservice. It, yeah. the, the the best part of the trip isn't usually isn't the trip itself. It's the days after, kind of thinking about some of the things that you saw and what they might be metaphors for, and how to use that and integrate that into your everyday life. Um, hmm. And um, take things like uh, like an easy example would be one time I was. I was on uh, way too many mushrooms, <laughs> and I was by myself, and I had a, I had a very vivid, and I smoke a lot of DMT, and so I can slip into DMT states on mushrooms now. The the molecule isn't that dissimilar from DMT, um, but it's a very different experience. But it seems as if, um, from reports from a lot of people, and my in my own experience, once you open up this kind of portal in your mind, you're able to access it a little easier. And so I had I, I thought of this idea for a joke that was kind of like perfect for everything that I was trying to say for this show about psychedelics I was putting together, not not knowing when I was going to put it out or anything like that. And um, and so normally on mushrooms you'd see like wood grains a little clearer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have, normally have a uh, very vivid, immersive hallucination like this. But I had one, it was just, uh, I, I was laughing about this joke that I created, which actually is my closer of, of my my show that I'm doing now. Mushrooms are fantastic. Um, and but you can see all during Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Shane will be popping around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets at BridgetownComedy.com. And thank you. Thank you. I was going to say it myself. Now I don't have to. Um, and. And um, I, I started laughing about this joke, and I saw this room full of people giving me this wild standing ovation over this idea that I just had, and they were all like green and matrixy. And and I looked a little closer, and I was like, "Who are these people?" And they were all me. Just they were every one of them was me. And at first, I Weird. was thinking about I was like, "Ah, oh, what, what, what's that mean? Like I'm full of myself, mm. or I'm that much of a narcissist, or that needy for attention?" And so. 
interpreting the metaphors in the brain are a very tricky um, thing. This is this is tricky just in regular life. Yeah. Life creates metaphors left and right. It's kind of inescapable. You call someone like cold when you mean distant, or you say someone is warm when you mean friendly, and. Uh, there's all uh, just throughout everyday life, your non-conscious communicates through these kind of physical metaphors that uh, that come um, uh, very vividly and and uh, with a little more intensity when you're tripping. It's just uh, it's just a more privi- privileged look at your um, your inner workings. And so after a while, I was like, "Oh, that's why I do comedy. Is for me. It's mm. you know, it's, I, I've been, I, I've wasted years just, uh, and and you know, with some success uh, performing in comedy clubs to uh, a bunch of random people that are just there to you know get drunk and have a couple laughs and could give a fuck uh, really, uh, and um, and you know, catering to them and. I was like, oh, well, I've just been trying to get validation from strangers, but really I've been trying to get validation from myself, Mm -hmm. and so I should just focus on the thing. So these are all things that, like, someone could tell you this, or you could write it in a self-help book, and it's like, sounds sounds like almost boring advice, Mm -hmm. but... But when you see it in this state, um, it, it like in a physical it, state, this kind yeah. of with this kind of clarity, it it uh, is something that you can that you really attach to and and becomes. I mean, we all kind of know intellectually what we want to do to better ourselves, mm-hmm. but to like take action and to get the motivation to do that is insanely difficult, and and sometimes we don't know either. But so sometimes you can kind of gain some privileged access on psychedelics to what uh what your inner world is is trying to motivate you to do it uh it shuts down um this kind of uh god why am i even trying to talk about neuroscience right now (laughs) you Um, can say anything and we'll be like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh so there's like this default mode um system in, in the brain that's kind of like a supervisor for all of your inner workings that's kind of filtering things out to project your consciousness for you that has to do with this hypothalamus and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, think about it as um, if you were to watch, you know, you watch the movie Inside Out, uh, this little girl has all these different emotions represented in these characters. Here's a joyful character, an angry character, and blah, blah, blah. It's actually a pretty nice little representation of how the brain works, but it doesn't have the supervisor character so so before the girl acts on these emotions it's going through this kind of supervisor that is like a basic like representation of her that is figuring out which parts of that are valid and how much you should pay attention to that and so what psychedelics uh, what most psychedelics do is they dampen the blood flow to the regions of the brain that that um that create this default mode. And so what that does is that makes it so that you're so imagine an inside out instead of like all of these emotions working together, they're all in separate rooms um, trying. They're all like, they think their message is the most important Mm -hmm. and they're all trying to communicate to this one supervisor and the supervisor is filtering out what's important at that time. Well, in in a psychedelic state, these emotions finally get a chance to like chat and communicate with one another, and huh. you can kind of uh, and you can kind of see the raw emotions a little bit uh, easier. And so, 
So it can be an opportunity for people to learn a lot about themselves, but um, but I mean, the, can the, I get your stuff that, opinion on something? Yeah, so I suffer from like really severe anxiety, mm. um, and I used to smoke a lot of weed. And at a certain point, it was like a switch just flipped, and every time I got high, I'd have this crazy panic attack. Yeah. And I can trace mm-hmm. it back Reed to... does that to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Trace it back mm-hmm. to when I started doing a lot of mushrooms, and yeah. I had some really bad trips. And pretty much, like, I can look back now and say within a week of that last really bad trip is when weed started giving me huge anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, and what I've figured out over time is, like, that that's always there. It's just that pot is removing my ability to continually suppress it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that, hmm. Does that sound... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I think that uh, I mean, same thing happens to me when I when I smoke weed. I start thinking about like my fucking to do list. Yes, and, uh, yes. Uh, like, like I, it's not it's not a relaxing thing no. for me I, anymore. It's like me a reinforcement too. of how far behind I am on all my <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would need to know more about what what your bad trips were and and uh, and mm. uh, b- because there's often. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, in in the uh, amongst the psychedelic community, they would kind of refer to them as difficult trips, mm. not not necessarily meaning bad things mm-hmm. that are kind of um, challenging, maybe dark and challenging, and um, and those are for a lot of people, including myself, the absolute best trips uh-huh. that you have, where you get down to the the uh, and, and oftentimes it's a misinterpretation, and it's about resisting. So. A lot of people they trip and then they. I mean, I, I advocate for having meditation. First off, I, I don't advocate for everyone using psychedelics. I don't think for, they're for everybody. Although they could be if it were in a clinical setting. Mm-hmm. If it were in a controlled clinical setting, I'd love to see that happen. That mm-hmm. would, I think that would make some real progress in the world, and it's. Uh, uh, I think we're getting there, um, but. Um, but yeah, doing them by yourself and in these weird settings and and like not exactly knowing what to do or what to look Safe for or how to interpret these and some of these fucking metaphors yeah. that oh, are like yeah. can seem really troubling of of just like uh, you know I've heard stories of like people looking at themselves in the mirror and just like thinking about how ugly they are or whatever mm-hmm. the whole oh. time and just like well. Yeah, but because that's how you think of yourself, like mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, and you repress it and ignore it. But these are these are the stories that you – and oftentimes that's like a person that's like a gorgeous person too. It's like one of the last things that they have to worry about because it's the thing that they get praised for. It's something that they uh, end up putting a lot of uh, – a lot of their energy into. So it's something they kind of become obsessive about. Hmm. And yeah. so – so this is like I, I really I've been doing psychedelics for over 20 years now and I just had to learn a lot of things through just trial and error and just like having horrible uh experiences that I ultimately learned from um but for some people so the depression depression has helped my uh or psychedelics have helped my chronic depression which I had since I was like 10 years old because they give depressions a lot about kind of sitting back and 
not taking action and figuring out new directions to take. And psychedelics help me figure out a d- direction and kind of a meaning and mm-hmm. a to know where to point forward. yourself. And a lot of people don't need that. A lot of people just like have their idea about how life works, and they get up and they go to work and they do their yeah. thing, and that's just yeah. how life goes, and they're perfectly content. And then if they do psychedelics, it might have a completely right. <laughs> might cause their depression because now they're confused and mm-hmm. reality might seem slippery. Well, reality always seemed pretty slip- slippery to me before mm-hmm. I ever did a psychedelic. And so it, if anything, just kind of uh, verified uh, uh, my ideas that I already had about how kind of silly people's perceptions are including yeah. including my own but for other people it might really fucking knock them off their game <laughs> <laughs> well so this is a lot of what you talk about on your podcast and yeah. you're going to be doing a live taping during Bridgetown yeah I'm not sure if, uh, I mean I don't typically talk about psychedelics that much but I talk about perception and cognitive yeah. biases a lot Absolutely. it's the main focus of the podcast and I don't know. I'm, I might. I might go out and try to get some psychedelic researchers on the podcast, just because um, it's really easy to market. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find I'm it, sure you can find something. I find too. it. Yeah, fascinating. it's uh, yeah. It's something people are fascinated by. I mean, I use uh, honestly. I use psychedelics as a gateway to the mind because. Uh, it's really hard to market comedy based on how the mind works, which is what I want to be doing. I've, I've spent years doing this and and uh, varying levels of success. And and but psychedelics are something people want to hear about, mm-hmm. and they're also just a great way of um, presenting how how the mind works, and they're a great way into perception and consciousness. In an entertaining way, which people a lot of times people think like it's uh, people put psychedelics in the same category as like marijuana or I, I mean uh, yeah. th- there's a lot of overlap, but the stoner crowd is like, "Hey, I smoked a bong and then I did this dumb thing," <laughs> and the psychedelic <laughs> crowd is like, "Hey, I ate a bunch of mushrooms and then I learned these amazing mm-hmm. things." And there it certainly is overlap. There's a lot of like new aginess and yeah. there's a lot of like peace and love talk. And well, and I think everybody loves to hear tripping stories, whether they've done mm. it or not, yeah. especially if they've done it. It's you can instantly relate with a lot of things that people well, say. Pe- and, it's and people are terrified of it if they haven't done it. And so you want to hear like what it's like, right. because if it's something that yeah. you're scared of and you're getting like this eye opening, mind opening experience, it's fascinating to listen to. Well, and there's a lot of like. Uh, people have a lot of notions of what they think it is. I mean, and me too. Just an example, just with the uh, bath salt thing. You know, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a cannibal drug. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna go eat faces. When you do be, that, and know. it might be, but it might not be Shane too. Can't say or not and, say positively. Yeah, yeah. I think learning, learning about that, uh, learning about the psychedelic side. I mean, it's, saying, it's, it's like cool. LSD. You jump out of windows. Well, yeah, exactly. Like two people jump. Out of <laughs> I, know, I remember. Like you all make people walls. jump out of windows. Yeah. Is is uh, credit card debt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So outlaw credit card debt. And, you and you'll have a lot less people jumping out of windows if that's your concern, which I doubt that it is um, for for these lawmakers. But but that's uh but yeah the LSD thing and and the two stories that are known are like one of them was this CIA guy that they slipped a bunch of acid to without telling him and yeah. then he went crazy and imagine that. Uh, slightly crazy for a temporary amount of time while he was tripping and like 
did something and then they were trying to like go and get him and put him in an institution or something and he knew that and so he like jumped out of a hotel room because he didn't want to be in a mental institution Fair enough. for yeah. being drugged without <laughs> knowing it by the CIA. That's not like a thing I'm making up. That's like those are clear records. There's like clear uh, records from the CIA that have been declassified that talk all about. That was the first ever case of someone dying from LSD. And then they go, see, LSD will make you jump out of windows. Like, like no. no. Drugging people. Drugging people yeah. and then having the CIA chase after them while they're on acid. The worst will make them jump out of windows. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. In rare cases. Oh, wow. Shane, this is, you are a delight. And you are – so you're going to be here, but uh, particularly for Bridgetown. Yes. And so you have a bunch of shows, and that's what Kenny was furiously writing out. I have all of your shows Yeah, right here. I don't even know my schedule. Well, I, on, I know I get in on Friday. I'll give Friday you that piece of paper, too. You can take it cool, with you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So on Friday, you're doing uh, Login at the Analog Lounge oh, with a good, so with a, yep, yourself, uh, <laughs> Nate Craig, Forrest Shaw, a um, bunch of other people. Saturday, here we are, podcast live at the Analog Theater. Nate, Nate Craig has a 4th of July tripping party every year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, after, after you uh, record your podcast, you're doing the Dave Hill Experiment. Oh, wonderful. At 9, from 9 Dave to 10.30. Awesome. Dave Hill, laugh I mean, right. I'm a slightly better guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a guitar off. And then Sunday, uh, a good trip with Shane Moss, uh, 4.30 to 6 at the Doug Fur. That's awesome. It says it's uh, part-time stand-up, part storytelling, and part TED Talk combined yeah. for one of the most unique, informative, and funny comedy shows that you will ever see. Yeah. And then uh, you're also going to be That's a true. part of Laugh Riot with, yeah. uh, at uh, Cider, Cider Riot. Did my Cider podcast Riot. Yeah. Get mentioned on there? Yep. Yep. You're doing your oh, podcast at yeah. uh, 5 yep. p.m. at Analog. Here we are podcast live, 5 so to 6.30. Saturday, not not Saturday, for the plug. Right. Just need to know for my Yeah. <laughs> well, there's your schedule. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We've given you that. You. We've also got your Thank sheets you. to remind yourself that you're beloved. Yeah. <laughs> or um, beloved. One of the two. Yeah. Whichever one. You can interpret it however you want. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Shane, thank you so much for coming by today, too. Thank this is awesome. This, awesome. this is so much fun. Brain exercises. Yeah. I'm going to go download your podcast now because I want to listen to more of this. So. My girlfriend lives in Portland, so I spend a lot of time here. So oh, we'll nice. Have to, we'll have to get together again sometime. Very Absolutely. cool. But we'll see yeah. you during Bridgetown. We'll be bouncing around everywhere. Oh, no, I'm going to be in the VIP room. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll wave I at you from beyond the, the velvet rope. <laughs> with the common folks, so anyway. He'll get swarmed <laughs> if he goes in public because he's so beloved. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, Shane, Shane. Um, and you're on Twitter, Shane Comedy. Is yeah. that right? Ashing Comedy? Yeah. Which, sure. Good job on getting that yeah. handle. Good, that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of angry Shanes out there. That that. I'm a Shane Torres. Yeah. Like a, well, he's still like Syrup Mountain or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but awesome. Yeah, again, get your tickets at BridgetownComedy.com. Everybody tuning in. So cool. get your tickets. Go to this. It's, it's an amazing experience. You have to go. And go see Shane Moss. Um, Shane, thank you so much. Thank you. This guys. is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. Shane Moss right here on Fun Employment Radio. He's great. He is. And I do feel like I've learned a lot. I know we keep saying that, but uh, that was fascinating. It I was. am going to fall down the train of the DMT reading, thing. Yeah, reading about machine elves and DMT and the purple lady and all that stuff. Mm. The DM train. The DM train. Oh, that was good. Oh. That was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I forgot what it was like hanging out with you two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Shara? 
I do love Bridgetown though because it does yeah. feel like the whole family's back together. Because yeah, the, yeah, it's the only right. time that like Kenny get like we all like the three of us really get to because Kenny is part of like since the beginning he's uh, he's our he's our third. There we go. Wait, third, that sounds third weird. chair. Yeah, third, third chair. chair, if you will. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. Well, I'll be um, I'll be working at the Doug Fur the entire time. So if you got if anyone's coming out to uh, the festival, come say hello to me. I'll be working the door and stuff like that at, at uh, Doug Fur. So cool. Awesome. We have your schedule. So when Kenny's not working the door, he's going to be hanging out with That's us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at funempradio and uh, at Greg Nibbler at Sarah X Dillon. I have sixty thousand followers, and you can follow us all there. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are robots. <laughs> and like us he on has Facebook. Like 100 real followers. <laughs> and like us on Facebook, Fun Employment Radio. We'll be posting interviews and things all week long. Um, wish me luck tomorrow because I'm going, I am going out into the woods tomorrow to film a music video with Keelan and his band where I'm going to be hunted by three different people. Watch out for Poison Oak. Apparently, I, yeah. Yeah, seriously. actually, that's a legitimate. Be yeah, careful. It's with really that. bad. This In time. the video, I die three different times. So if you don't see me on Monday, that's what happened to me. Make sure you bathe after you leave the woods. God, now I am worried about that. Yeah, yeah don't get the. I don't want poison. I've got oak. some great steroids. If you, uh, oh, I don't want to go some, on steroids. Some, some Greg, steroids. you got to get swole. I yeah. would be yeah. swole though. Yeah. How uh, else are you going to command your army of robots? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> They're um, following your every whim on Twitter. Also, <laughs> machine elves. Great people. <laughs> <laughs> also. Uh, Big thank you to Worthy Brewing, the sponsors of our green room where Shane Moss was uh, just hanging out in. We have uh, different guests coming in and out of there all week long. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. .com, my friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 